Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2379. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Delta, Colorado, where it's getting a little warm, with a very special guest by the name of Jared Gastonow. Jared, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Yes, sir. All right. Something you're used to doing, being around uh, a lot of the machinery that you've been around in the high-performance cars, and we're going to be talking about that today along with a very special build that you've done. Before I introduce you, though, What's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you, Jared? I'm really a down-to-earth guy. I'm pretty straightforward. Sometimes uh, my wife will say I'm a little too straightforward, but I'm 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 very straightforward. I don't beat around the, the bush, and um, and that's what everybody seems to like. Is I just give them, you know, good or bad, I give them a straight answer, a straight, you know, everything, and then everybody just kind of gets to know my personality and, and rolls with it. Well, lots of times that's pretty refreshing because there's nothing worse than being around people that you're trying to read them, I guess I should say, and figure out, well, what is this person really talking about or what do they really mean? So I kind of, I admire that in people when they're just straightforward and say it the way it is. And sometimes I would imagine maybe that comes across a little gruff with people, but once they get to know how nice you are, I would assume that all goes away, right? Yeah, that's that's correct. It's just, you know, that that initial sometimes they're not ready for it. But once they realize, you know, hey, he's, you know, he's pretty much just being a straight shooter and staying the way it is, they they tend to uh, get used to it very quickly and, and, and actually go very fond of it very quickly. Well, considering that you're building some incredible vehicles for people, I think that's the right way to go. Because it, when it comes to having custom uh, builds done, uh, those of us who've done that, we like to know what's really going on because you never want to be guessing at a build or what the builder's doing, that's for sure. Uh, that usually leads to a lot of miscommunication, expensive bills, and a lot of frustration. So, uh, Glad you are the way you are. Let me give you an introduction. Jared Gastonow is the owner of Mile High Muscle. There's the relationship to Colorado, uh, where they restore and modify classic vehicles. Mile High is also an authorized dealer and distributor for many high-end parts they use on their builds, including Art Morrison chassis. Art's, uh, he lives right down the road from me. We're very close. I've known him for a long time. Gosh, best chassis in the world. Holly, Ridetech, B-Tech, Detroit Speed, QA1, and many others. Jared worked at at a GM dealership in their performance parts division and is a certified as Z06 technician. His shop does ground-up restoration work. They do chassis work, engines, interiors, paint, and has earned multiple awards for their amazing builds. He's a seasoned classic car restoration expert with years of performance upgrades. He founded Mile High Muscle in 2017 and recently built an incredible 1969 Chevelle that's the first streetcar featured, featuring a ZZ632 motor. Holy cow. He owns a 69 Chevelle, or he owned a 69 Chevelle in high school, and that car is being restored in the shop as we speak. That's very cool. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsor, so give them a little love. Buckle up. We're at Mile High Muscle, and we're going to have some fun today. We'll be right back. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up. 
way up, but my usage was the same and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. Their talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. So, Jared, we are back. So I want you to take me on a little bit of a journey back in time that got you to where you are today with your shop. When did this passion for cars start for you? A little bit about what you've done. Then we'll talk about the shop you have today and specifically a build you recently did that is how dare I say kick ass? Uh, I don't know any other way, any other way to say it, but let's talk about your past a little bit first. How'd you get into all this? Well, back then, I mean, I'm not, I'm not extremely old, but I'm not a young pup either. You know, you were, you were little and, uh, my, my dad would ask me to change the oil on his El Camino or, you know, replace the starter or, you know, change some spark plugs, stuff like that. And I seemed to like it. And then growing up, you did a little bit more here and there. You get to high school and then everything accelerates when you get your driver's license. I hung out with a, with a bunch of buddies that were into cars. One of my good buddies actually has a shop as well, and he's doing extremely well. All of us hanging around being crazy back in the day, we, we're, we've been able to actually make a career out of this. So it's been really cool. Moving forward out of high school, get in the real world, you start getting jobs. And I worked for my future wife. I've been married with her now for 25 years. Oh, but Congratulations. Thank you. I took a job with her family here in town, a family-owned business. And they had a little repair shop and an alignment shop. So that's kind of where I got my feet wet doing alignment work and understanding suspension geometry. And I did that for about 10 years. And there was an ad in the paper at the local Chevy dealer and they were hiring. And I figured, you know, what the hey, right? So I went down there and told them what I could do with what credentials I had and basically walked on and it didn't take very long to move up the ranks and do this and that and they saw that I had a passion for the performance side so they pushed me to get you know my certifications and training on the on you know the GM performance especially the Z06 Corvettes and whatnot and I did that and 
like I say, I had a very, very good career there. Met a lot of nice people. I do a lot of business with them today, and they've been they've been very supportive of what I've done and what we've been able to accomplish. So uh, nothing but kudos to them on that. And that's also the reason why I started my own shop. My current partner was a customer there, still is, and he had bought this certain Chevelle off the internet, off of eBay, and it broke down on him. And he didn't know anywhere else to go. So he brought it to the dealer and asked if there was anyone there that could work on it. And they chose me and uh, the rest is history. That's pretty cool. Start to something that you started with Mile High Muscle in 2017. So you've been in business for about six years now, which is tremendous. Yes. And I would imagine, you know, I think about the last six years, last 10 years, the craze into classic cars, it just keeps building and building. And for a long time, people said, oh, well, young people aren't going to be into these cars anymore. But I, I don't think that's true. It just keeps growing and growing and growing. So when you started your own business, what was the focus at that time? And how has that, if it has changed over time, bringing us to today from what you're doing? Did you always want to just build custom cars like resto mods and work on people's cars? Um, you know, it was always kind of a dream, but you know, it, it takes a lot to make that work. And like I said before, I met my future partner and he saw the potential and the talent and we, we had a sit down and he just said, Hey, you know, what about doing this? And I said, well, it'd be really cool. I've always wanted to, but you know, I have, I have kids, another one on the way, right? Yeah. you know, it's a, it's all learned since thing. It's not a, it's not a, I can't do it. It's a, you know, I don't have the credentials right now to do it. And, you know, here at the dealership, I come in eight to five. I can pretty much do everything in my sleep and, and, and you know, go from there. And he just said, well, I'm going to help you. So we started looking for property and found a, a piece of property here in town that was a very good deal, purchased it. And we basically started the company like we start our builds. We started from the ground up. There was nothing here. And we've had to do everything here to get to where we're at today. And, and we're still not done. We're still growing and expanding and investing and doing this and that. But it's been basically the, the best way to describe it is, is you know, taking a, an old hot rod or muscle car and having a vision and, and starting from the ground up and build it. And slowly it takes shape and, and then you've got something. And now we're, we're, we're really starting to gain a lot of traction and, and really get a lot of serious clientele calling, asking, doing this, doing that meeting here today is, is from all this hard work that we put in. So. Yeah. Well, it's tremendous. Uh, really fortuitous to meet somebody like that that can help you on one side of the business. You've got skill sets on the other and together you combine to bring a business together. And uh, I think it's it's absolutely fantastic. And yeah, it is a lot of hard work. It'll always be a lot of hard work, but uh, so rewarding and so wise to start off by having your own shop, uh, being your own landlord in essence and uh, creating what you're doing. So I think it's a wonderful story. Uh, my hat's off to you and, and your business partner for what you're doing. You know, I, I know we're going to talk a little bit later about a specific build and it's a car that brought you and I together but before we go into some of the other questions here uh, can you talk a little bit about all the different things that you do in your shop because when I look on your website there's there's quite a nice list of things and I mentioned it in your intro from restoring cars from the chassis up using Art Morrison chassis which is I think one of the best engines interior work I mean there's a lot of these different components so are you kind of a beginning to end type shop 
We, we are. We do it from beginning to end. We also, someone comes in and they, they maybe can't do that beginning to end, but they've got a real decent ride and they want to upgrade, like, you know, maybe the suspension or put air conditioning in it or even fuel injection. I mean, fuel injection these days is, is the hot conversion, whether it's, you know, putting in a crate motor from the big three or just a, a Holly EFI swap. People are really into that and they're, and they're making these engines run so much better it just blows my mind every day how big this industry really is yeah. and it's, it's mind-boggling we've got two shops here on the property and you know we're you know full to the max of everything between full builds and little swaps and little this and that you know we've got a all original gto in here that that's just needing some fit and finish work done, you know, because the body gaps aren't quite right. So we do it all. And trying to get all of that under one roof where you can control all of it is also a very tall task, too, because there's just so much involved. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Have you had challenges with finding great employees or associates? Because it's something that's a reoccurring challenge. And of course, we don't even talk about COVID. Let's put that in the review mirror way back down the road. But is that an ongoing challenge for you? Because I've heard this from a lot of people. I've had lots lots of restoration shops from very, very high-end shops that do Pebble Beach type work all the way across the board. Is that still a challenge today or have you been fortunate to find a great team it is i mean as of today we we do have a great team and i've had to juggle pieces here and there it's just the way it is and i've talked to you know all of my my vendors and whatnot and i have friends in the industry that have shops and we've you know we've discussed it and everybody is the same it's like yeah you know everything goes great and then you know next thing you know you're you're having to make a few changes here and it is really hard to get good quality people. The main part of it is the ones that are really dedicated to to their their craft and their workmanship. And they want to, you know, they just want to do a a really good solid job and be proud of it. You know, not just showing up eight to five and, you know, punching a time clock. It's just really hard to find that. And when you do, you just realized how blessed you are. And, and actually, you know, as of today, we are that way. And I could use I could use probably three or four guys or gals um, with that skill set and that dedication and work work ethic to help me even get even better and further. But it is it is very tough. It's an ongoing challenge. I think it's that way in any business. It just seems like since the COVID situation, uh, so many companies are challenged by finding great people. It's just, it's kind of changed. But uh, I think there's a lot of young people these days out there. And I'm associated with groups like TechForce and RPM Foundation and McPherson College. And, uh, you know, they're putting out people. I think, I think young people are realizing that there's real viable careers in these worlds. You don't have to go to a four-year college if you don't want to. You can go and be trained or even do intern type ships and learn. And there's just so many opportunities out there and you get to work in a field that you're passionate about like you and I do, right? Yeah. School's going to be starting up here in the next few weeks. And I just spoke with the automotive director for the local trade school that we have in town. And I said, hey, if you've got any students that would like to come out and do some internship during the school year, Let's talk because there's a lot, we got a lot going on down here. And I just explained to him, you know, we're doing body work and paint. We're doing custom suspension, custom tuning. We're doing this and doing that. We're modernizing these, you know, 50 year old muscle cars, getting them into the 21st century. And it's really something cool. And when people come in the shop, they're just like, 
oh my God. And <laughs> Candy it's like, land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great thing that you're doing. Yeah. Associating with trade schools and, and local community as well. It's really, really cool. Has there been somebody in your life as you've built your career and your business that's been a great mentor? I mean, it sounds like your business partner is a great example of that. He's um, He really came around in my life. I didn't know that I really needed that direction, but I, I guess I did. And um, what just what a learning experience and everything he's told me, I mean, just to a T, you know, be ready for this, be ready for that. This is what's going to happen here. This is how you handle that. And it, it has, and it's just, and, and he, he told me just last night, we were, I told him, you know, I was getting ready to do this today. And he said, just so you know, this is just the start of it. I mean, we built something that's, you know, one of a kind that that's really popular and everybody's got a lot of questions about, but it's just going to make your make you and make the shop and all the guys that work there go to a different level that he goes, I expected it to be there, but I don't think you have. And I said, no. And he, he's got a, a larger plan and everything that he's t- you know told me it's been, it's come true. And I, I haven't been able to see it. He has, and he just, he's just sitting back on, I told you, I told you. <laughs> You're very so, fortunate, but I think you know that Jared, right? Oh, it's like I said, I, I pinch myself every time I go to work and there's days where, yeah, you're, you're a little frustrated at stuff because something might not happen, you know, what the way you think it should, but you know, 90, 98% of the time I still pinch myself every time I go to work. So well, that's what this show is all about. People that have figured that out in their lives and wrap their passion into their careers and their businesses. So uh, you're living the dream for sure. But as you mentioned, there are days where there might be a challenge. And I do like to ask people about this. Uh, what would you say has been maybe your biggest challenge? But when you look back, you go, well, I'm kind of glad I had to go through that because it taught me a really valuable lesson. Well, my biggest challenge is I would say it's easy if we were to go in and buy a existing company that was turnkey, already had the clientele, stuff like that. And there's probably not a whole lot of speed bumps in the road. But when you literally start with an empty 5,000 square foot building and have to start, you know, putting equipment in, doing this and doing that and, um, and everything. I mean, we just a little over a year and a half, two years ago, um, when we expanded, we bought a second building to have, you know, put on the site, invested in a state-of-the-art paint booth. And the challenge is, you know, I hate to say it, living post, you know, during and post-COVID, getting equipment here, getting the contractors oh, here. Supply chain. And still trying, yeah. and still trying to run a business because, you know, everybody sees what we do. They want it and they want it fairly quickly. And you just have to have that talk with them. It's like, hey, we're not going to get it done very quickly because there could be something really tiny that's going to throw everything in a behind. So, you know, definitely the last few years have made it hard, but I'm also very glad that we did it. We got started before everything really got crazy to where we were ahead as far as dollars and cents, because if we would have started, I would say maybe six, eight months later, it, it could have cost us double. Yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, it's taught a lot of people some really valuable lessons uh, in positive ways, although it's been a challenge. But uh, the supply chain issue, which is is still there, slowly kind of grinding out. But uh, yeah, it's been something that everyone's had to deal with. So great learning lessons. Well, let's get into this build. Sure. And uh, I implied, uh, talked about this at the beginning. This is a 69 Chevrolet Chevelle. Now, I want you to start off by talking about the Chevelle you had as a kid that perhaps, and I mentioned you still have it, but also 
this build with a this motor, holy cow, 1,000 horsepower. But let's first start with your personal Chevelle, and then we'll work into the build. Okay. So, you know, um, in high school, everybody's getting their license. Uh, my best friend got his license about two months before I did, and his mom and dad had got him a, a 65 Mustang. And it needed a little bit of work, so they had a friend of theirs, you know, put a, a pretty decent paint job on it because it was a little rough and did some interior work to get him a, you know, a decent uh, car to drive for school. And so when it was my turn, you know, I was the Chevy guy, still am. And uh, my dad, he got me a 69 Chevelle and being a high school kid, uh, I'm surprised it stayed in one piece and I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. We do some silly things when we're young. Yeah. Being, you know, being 16, 17 years old, you know, going out on the weekends and whatnot. It seemed like all my buddies around here, you know, we all decided we wanted four wheel drive trucks so we could go out and, you know, have fun on the weekends. And so I had gotten my first job because he told me you need to get a job. So I got my first job and I was working half a days at the local Ford dealer. Um, you know, just going down, emptying the trash, washing cars for him and, and making a little bit of an income. I told him I wanted a truck. So he, he helped me get my first loan. And I'm thinking, oh, cool. This is great. I've got a pickup. I've got a Chevelle. I got the best of both worlds. And, you know, we got home and he asked me for the keys to the Chevelle and I didn't even think about it. And I just gave them to him and he goes, thank you very much. And I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, you can't have both, son. Oh, and I'm wait, like, I was happened? like, really? <laughs> yeah. And so little did I know that he decided to put that car away and we, we worked on it a little bit, you know, kind of father and son just goofing off. And he put that car away for a reason. And that's why it was in such good shape when we decided to finally look at it. I promised him, I said, dad, one of these days we'll get the car done. We'll get the car done. And you know, life happened and, you know, 20 years goes by and the car's still not done. And, you know, we started having some success down here and he decided, hey, let's do some work on the car. And I said, well, dad, you know, I'd, I'd love to, but <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of busy. And, you know, tell you the truth, I can't afford to do it for you and you can't afford me to do it for you. So he just said, well, we'll just see what we see. And then um, he's had some health issues the last couple of years. Oh, and sorry. after we had built this, this uh, featured 69 Chevelle, my partner goes, Hey, what are you doing with the other car? And I said, I don't know. And I just told him, you know, the story, my dad can't afford to do it. I'm too busy and really can't afford to pay my guys to do it. So I don't know. He goes, well, what if we, what if we just build it and build it the way we want to do it and use it to market the company? Oh. There you go. And, and I said, okay, I'm all ears. Yeah. And, you know, and, and this is the same man that owns the, the blue 69 Chevelle. Okay. He, that was built, you know, first for him years ago as a customer. Now he's, a, you know, an important partner. And when we, we got GM on board to do that engine and whatnot, he said, okay, we're going to do this and do it right and use it to market the company. So yeah, nice. But anyway, back to this one. He just said, you know, what, what do you want to do on this car? And I just said, well, I want to go a little bit different. If we're going to do this and do it the right way, I said, I want to go as modern as I can, go an LS, you know, do a twin turbo setup, put a chassis under it, you know, shave everything, get it, you know, 
slick down as as modern as we can get it. He goes, okay, when do we start? So, oh, cool. So we actually, we started the car and I told my dad exactly what we were doing with it. And I said, you're going to get to go for a ride in it and you're going to get to drive it when it's done. And he was just completely blown away. So it took a whole different meaning to me now that we're going to be able to, I'm going to be able to come through on a promise yeah. and share this with him. And, and at first I wanted to sell a car, you know, try to recoup some money and, and, and do something else. But with his recent health stuff, it's like, you know what? We're going to use it to market the company, yeah. and it's a it's a part of the family, so it's not going anywhere. Wow, what a heartwarming story! I, that's just awesome. There's going to be some big smiles. Do you, do you have a a end build date when you think that car will roll out? Um, we're going to try to have it ready by February. Oh, um, we're not gonna, too far. Okay, not too far. We'll see. My partner is from Detroit, and he's always been wanting to go back and do the Detroit Autorama show. Oh, okay. So we'll see. Um, but, you know, we, we've started it, and we, we actually are doing a whole series and putting it on our website of how we do things. And we started with a, a pretty good car. You know, not all of them are. This one, thank God, was. We took it down and um, had it chemically dipped like you see on TV for graveyard cars. It came back and it just needed a little bit of patchwork and stuff like that. And we've had customers come in and they're looking and seeing exactly what we do. And, you know, they're they're just blown away the the attention to detail. And we just tell them, hey, this is if you want to do it correctly, this is what you need to do. And they've just been like, wow. So we've gotten, you know, everybody on board. I've, I've talked to, you know, frame suppliers. We talked to GM on this uh, LSX that we're putting in it. Our wheel company, tire company, brake company, told them the story of what we're doing and everybody's on board. So it's going to be a fun build. So I'll get to drive a version of my high school car. <laughs> yeah. But uh, main main thing is it'll, it'll really showcase what what this shop and my guys can do. Yeah. So That's it's everybody's, cool. everybody's very, very happy about it. And yeah. This is parts really are, awesome. Parts are coming in and they're like, is this for the Chevelle? Yeah. Oh my God. Yep. So <laughs> it's really oh, can't cool. Wait. Well, I can't wait for you to send me pictures. You know, I typically ask my guests, uh, I want to kind of crawl on their head and, t- and ask them about being a car. I'm going to combine this with the story about this, uh, 69 Chevelle that, got us together today because i think in a way sure this build is kind of you i know the other cars you and your dad together but let's talk about this thing it's got a 632 a thousand horsepower i mean uh, you sent me some pictures i'll put some pictures on jared's uh, show notes page on the cars yeah website along with a link to a video about the car tell me about this thing this thing's a, be- uh, a beast well i mean uh, in april gm named it a monster chevelle they did an article on the block about it and um like i said earlier i had built this car this is the car that broke down at the chevy dealership many years ago and i had it there we 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 put a crate motor in it there and did did a few things and got it up and going and that's what got my really good friend slash business partner hooked and you know up until about two and a half years ago the car was still the same. We were, we would, it, you know, we would do well at shows with it and, you know, just go blow the tires off with the, the engine that was in it at the time. And, and, um, he had commissioned us to build him a second Chevelle and we put an Art Morrison chassis under it and made it just a work of art. And he just started looking and asking the questions, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And, and, um, 
I actually opened my mouth and I said, well, we're going to make a better car because the other car, you know, we, I think we pretty much used everything we need to use up and it's time to retire it. And that he'll laugh about it and he laughs about it every time we bring it up, but it really did something to him. And about an hour later, he calls me up and he goes, we're not retiring that car. We're going to rebuild that car. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And he goes, so what do we need to do? And I said, well, what are you wanting to do? And he goes, well, I want a bigger motor. And I, and I said, well, you've got a, you know, a GM 572. I said, that's enough. And he goes, yeah, but there's always something bigger. And I said, yeah. well, they make a 632. So he goes, well, what's it going to take? And I said, well, we got to start all over and put a good backbone in it and engineer this car. So we started the car. We actually bought a 632 from Blueprint Engines, and those guys are great. And got the car done, and we debuted it fall of 21 out in Scottsdale at the Good Guys show at Westworld. And that was about two weeks, eh, two, two, maybe three weeks after GM had unveiled the ZZ 632 at SEMA. We rolled up, and we were on display with our, our uh, chassis vendor. And we were right across the aisle from Chevrolet Performance. Nice. And, you know, those guys kept coming over because they saw the magic numbers on the the fenders and saw the motor and kept asking questions. And by the, you know, the the end of the show, we're talking with them and they said, hey, you know, what's it, what's it going to take to put our bad boy in that car? And I said, well, you know, we just bought this one. We really can't afford to buy another one. And uh, they said, well we want you guys to come out to PRI and meet some, you know, some of our reps and whatnot, and we'll talk. And, and, uh, they actually made us a really good offer that we couldn't refuse. And we just thought about, and it's like, you know, that's a lot more than what we envisioned doing, um, as far as dollars and cents, but it's like, you know what, it's going to be worth it because we've already got the car. We've got this, we've got that. It's going to be, you know, the first street car, with this motor, you know, the, the possibilities are just endless. So we signed up for it. And then, you know, like everyone else, we, we had to wait because they were, you know, facing some, you know, supply chain issues and they were working some little issues out in the R&D center with it. But we got it and put it in. The only thing we had to do was basically rebuild the hood because of the different height of the motor. <laughs> yeah, there's a little scoop on the hood in there. Yeah, there's there's definitely a <laughs> scoop on the hood. but yeah. um, and, and that was some of the talks that we'd had with, with GM. They asked us, you know, what are you guys doing here? What are you doing there? So I had to, you know, tell them how we engineered the car and what that car could handle and everything. And, you know, they just, they loved the story of how we met, you know, how we, you know, started the shop. And it was great. And then we, we got the call that our motor was here and we went and picked it up and then we just went right to work getting it, you know, getting it ready to go. And, and we did a whole install series that's, that you can catch on our website. Um, and we went through everything about, you know, the, the height differences and challenges and header, you know, having to make headers for it because you just can't buy headers for that engine. So it was really a good a good thing, and then next thing you know, everybody's calling. Is it done? Is it done? We need to we need to do some shoots on it. In April, we went out to uh, Las Vegas for LS Fest, and everybody goes, "Well, you know, that's not an LS." Well, 
eh, it's got a lot of LS architecture and, <laughs> yeah. and they were, they allowed us to bring it out. So we, we debuted it out there and it was a hit. And, um, and then after that, we went out to, uh, Burbank and did, um, some stuff with the guys from Autotopia LA. Um, Sean and those guys were just amazing. Uh, took the took the car out, you know, in Burbank and and just disturbed the peace as much as we could. Went down, you know, went down Santa Monica and took some great shots down there. And um, we even had a few off days. And and we love the military. We went down to uh, you know Long Beach and talked to the curators at the, the the battleship Iowa down there and and got some really cool pics of the ship. And, um, next thing you know, we're going to be going back down to uh, Burbank in September to do some more stuff. We've got some other commitments from across the country with the car. I had no idea that, you know, just putting a, a, uh, unicorn engine in a car would be as big as, as it is. And it's just, I mean, everybody, I mean, I've got people calling all over, how'd you do this? How'd you do that? And I, I had no idea, um, <laughs> I have a customer right now that lives in Alaska, and he was fortunate to get serial number uh, two on those ZZ632s. Oh, wow. And he called his engineer back, and they said, you know, who who do I need to have this thing, you know, installed? And obviously, you know, our name came up. So next thing you know, I'm talking to a gentleman that's got serial number two. And so it's going to be, that one's going to go in a very special build coming up. So, so we got ZZ632 part two coming, you know, later this year. So, yeah, well, so yeah, yeah it's just been, know. yeah, it's, it's been a wonderful deal. And, and again, I'll put links to all this on Jared Shono's page so you listeners can see this thing. And, uh, we were chatting earlier, you painted it a beautiful blue color. It's a Maserati color, but the thing just is awesome. It, it looks like it should be period correct for a Chevelle of that era because it's just, you know, one of those wonderful, wonderful blues. So my hat's off to you and the team of what you've done. Yeah, you never know what one one build, where it could take you. And I guess you're getting a, a wonderful <laughs> lesson on uh, the benefits of all of this. We, we kind of have a saying around here is you can't make this stuff up. And ah, it's true yeah. every day because you just, and if, if we were to write an autobiography or whatnot, it, it just, everything that's happened, I mean, you just, uh, it's just what a what a blessing, and and let me tell you, uh, a, a lot of people, uh, you know, you see it with posts and whatnot. I, I'm going to say this: when we work with our partners, you know, especially GM, I mean, good God, those people are so good to work with. It, it's just been one, you know, one thing after another, just positive. I I really I really have to give them a shout out because I was calling them, you know, just like any customer. Hey, where's my engine? Hey, where's my engine? <laughs> and, you know, and, and it, it was very, you know, we were going, man, we got a lot planned. Is it ever going to get here? But, you know, the, the, the reward, you know, has just been, it's been well worth it. And I, I just can't, I can't give them enough credit. I mean, they, they really designed a very, very good product with that. And it's not this uh, thing that you're just scared to drive, that you could really just get in and drive the car and not worry about it. Nice. Very cool. Well, I'll tell you, you're taking us on a wonderful journey today, and I can't thank you enough for sharing what's happening. The future looks very bright for mile-high muscle cars. Before I let you go, though, could you share maybe some parting words of inspiration that might inspire others who would love to be doing what you're doing or maybe want to do a build of some kind? Sure. Don't be afraid to uh, to have a dream, and definitely do not be afraid to chase it. 
because you just never know what can happen. Um, there's a lot of really good things that can happen. And that was the biggest thing for me is that started all this. I was a little unsure, but I did have a dream. And I finally just said, you know what? We're going to run with it. And I, I told my wife, I said, it's going to be rough a little while, but I think it's going to pay off. And seven years later, we're, you know, and that's what everybody says. When you start a business, you know, five to seven years. That's a tough time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's there. And, um, but yeah, just tell people if you've got a dream, you know, if you can live it, live it, try If You know, if you, if you succeed, that's great. And even if you fail, because not everybody can, can get immediate success or anything like that, but at least if you try, you can't say, well, what if? Exactly. And that's yeah. the, that's the biggest thing is, is, you know what? It, 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 sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow that you might not succeed, but you could say, I tried. Yeah, and you'll learn a lot along the way to uh, improve in the future. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Well, and we learn every day. <laughs> no kidding. Well, I'll put a link to your website. Easy to find. MileHighMuscleCars.com. I'll put a video on the show notes page, but you'll be able to find a video on his website. Learn all about this build. Uh, and I want to do a shout out. Thank you to Ken Holyfield. He's the one that got us together today. So, Ken, thank you for introducing me to Jared. Very, very cool. Jared, thank you for taking some time out of a very busy schedule and sharing what you're doing, all your successes. Uh, my hat's off to you and your team until you and i talk again my friend i'll see you sounds like i'll probably see you down the road at a sema show or some kind of a build show somewhere awesome job thank you thank you you're welcome did you know that cars yeah is in the top one percent of all podcasts based on listenership according to lipson the premier rss feed for podcasts in the united states that's right Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars Yeah every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique in very personal way, well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyad.com or through the website at carsyad.com today to learn more. I'm honored to say that my charity of choice here at Carsyad is TechForce Foundation. They help young people find an education and career that aligns with their passions. For those who love cars, problem solving, and working with their hands, a career as a professional automotive technician is the perfect fit for a fulfilling life. We're all wired differently and not every successful career demands a four-year university. Technical education and the skilled trades matter and we need qualified skilled technicians to keep our vehicles rolling. Learn more about how you can support tomorrow's driving force and workforce of technicians at techforce.org like I do here at Cars Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.